Here to talk with us about kids and common sports injuries is Dr. Lee Kinnear, a sports medicine and rehabilitation physician at Emory Sports Medicine Center. He is also a team physician for the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Braves. This is Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Dr. Kinnear, you are a busy man. Thank you so much for your time. So let's jump into this. What are some of the most common injuries kids have in sports? Some of the most common injuries that uh, kids sustain as compared to their adult counterparts would be uh, more, more contusions, more sprains, more traumatic events rather than overuse injuries. So think about an ankle sprain, uh, bruises. Uh, you know, their body weight is shifted more uh, superiorly, so their head's a little bit larger, uh, more likely to fall because of that. And they're still, re- they're still gaining some of that neuromuscular control over their body. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, you know, a, little, a little more fall type of injury uh, risk. So these types of injuries, as you were mentioning, contusions, sprains, bruises, are there ways that these can be prevented? Well, I think identifying risk factors in each sport, uh, protective equipment. So the reason why we why we have our children and, and adults wear pads, uh, wrist guards for to prevent uh, wrist injuries and falls, um, training and not overtraining to reduce the number of exposures you have to those risky events. Something that we've done, especially in youth soccer, uh, to help prevent uh, the risk of things like concussions by minimizing the amount of exposures we have to those types of events. And Dr. Kinnear, what about preventative measures such as stretching? Some people say stretching good, others say, eh, not so much. What's your advice, Dr. Kinnear? In general, I think that your time is probably not better spent stretching. Most kids are fairly flexible to begin with, and stretching, honestly, in most sports has never been shown to be protective of injury. I would focus more on things like postural control, something as simple as standing on one foot, moving your body around while you're standing on one foot, closing your eyes while you stand on one foot. I think that's better for your overall uh, injury risk uh, prevention than, than stretching. Dr. Kinnear, can you talk about repetitive stress injuries from playing the same sports, using the same motions over and over and over again? Should parents make sure their kids are playing different kinds of sports? Absolutely. You know, I have two young children myself, and I've got my five-year-old even to repeat the mantra that playing basketball will make me better at baseball, playing baseball will make me better at soccer, and so on and so forth, because these are growing growing creatures, and their their nerves are telling their muscles what to do, and that's a training uh, sort of uh, uh, experience. And so as they gain that, which is done via playing different sports, so you're putting stresses on different parts of the body versus just playing a sport like baseball where you, as a pitcher, you just throw the ball over and over again, you'd be better off uh, picking up an additional sport uh, to improve your overall uh, athletic development. And I imagine the more sports you play, you're exposed to it. Ultimately, as you grow older, you'll find the sport that really fits you better, right? If you try soccer and baseball and uh, lacrosse and other things, by the time you get older, you're like, boy, I really love lacrosse. This is my sport. It helps you define that too. Is that right? That's absolutely true. And you don't know until you until you try something. I played uh, nearly every sport growing up, and it wasn't until I was uh, late for tennis tryouts in high school and I stumbled upon the cross-country tryouts, and now I've run ultra marathons and marathons. I'm a lifelong runner and never would have known it had I not been exposed to it. So that's just really good advice. Try as many sports and get in there and have fun, and uh, it'll help your body and your mind, too, because you'll determine what really is the sport for you. So let's stay with injuries now. 
on minor injuries, things like you were talking about, somebody maybe stretches something or gets a strain. We hear about, you know, rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation. When is that appropriate? Can you give us some guidelines on that? Any minor injury, and and really, rice is, has is is uh, become the mantra. It's become the mantra for a reason. Uh, ice, especially, you know, you're, you're not going to, to to stretch and continue to use something. So resting it relatively is important. Compression, uh, in some circumstances, is important. Elevation, especially for inflammation of a lower extremity, like an ankle sprain, is terrific. Um, those are the those are those are ideal for situations where uh, we're dealing with more minor injuries. You know, the ability to walk, the ability to still use a limb, uh, would 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 be finally treated at least initially with the with the rice method. And what about heat? When does heat come into play? I would never use heat in the acute setting. So think of heat as a pro-inflammatory. When it gets warm, our blood vessels they expand to allow more blood flow to the area. When you first injured something, you kind of want to restrict blood flow to that area. You want to decrease the amount of inflammation rushing in. Uh, and so I would typically advise the use of heat more in later stages of recovery and usually more for muscular things. Our muscles really like it, a steady supply of blood after that acute initial phase. And so I often tell my patients kind of to warm up and cool down, use heat in the morning to get things moving and ice in the evening to sort of deal with the day's inflammation. Mm, good advice. Also, speaking of prevention, then, what about physicals? Are physicals an important part of staying healthy? I think physicals are an important part of identifying potentially, I don't want to use the word catastrophic, but identifying potential medical concerns that would warrant further workup that may never be apparent uh, in a very healthy kid otherwise. I'm thinking about things like cardiac issues mainly, um, but you know, occasionally a hernia is diagnosed in that kind of exam, and you wouldn't want to do find out that you had a hernia by aggravating it and getting, you know, uh, sort of a bad outcome from it. Uh, the same is definitely true with any sort of cardiac abnormalities. As a kid, I had a, a murmur that developed when I was about 12 that I had never had before. And typically, my, my course was the same as most. I went and had an echocardiogram, which is a painless ultrasound. Uh, I was cleared to return to sports with a clean bill of health, but it's, it's better to identify these things uh, than to, to not know that they're there. And Dr. Kinnear, you're a team physician for the Atlanta Falcons. Let's talk about youth football. We hear about heads-up tackling and other safety initiatives, which are very important. What advice do you have for parents with kids in youth football? Absolutely. I think that the data has become a little bit more unclear in this over the years, and it's more of a cumulative um, sort of exposures. So, you know, as far as you know, me personally and professionally, I would I would rather a kid avoid the number of times they have head-to-head contact until their bodies are a little bit more mature to, to, to deal with that. And that may mean restricting football to uh, ages around mi- the middle school ages rather than uh, peewee football. And I would never tell anyone that they couldn't play football or that they absolutely shouldn't allow their child to play football. But um, for my family, I think that that sort of restriction is an appropriate thing. And if you know, honestly, if they love football, they're going to love it just as much in, in middle and high school as they would have whenever they were six and seven years old. Right. Well, the data is starting to show maybe delaying that start right until they get older is the wise thing to do. And we've been talking a lot about sports injuries, but can you tell us about the benefits of sports, too? I know there's a lot there, things like weight control, physical development, building character and self-esteem. Can you talk about the other important factors of playing sports? I think it allows you to develop a second identity. And and when you're young, you know, going to school, being a brother or sister, being a son or a daughter, and then there's also being an athlete, right? It allows uh, us to to develop the ability to deal with wins and losses, uh, to develop confidence in in, uh, developing a part of our body, bodies, 
uh, and allowing our minds. It also treats, teaches discipline. Uh, so the ability to work towards a longer-term goal uh, is something that definitely comes from things like playing a musical instrument or academically, and I think sports is, is an, an accompaniment to those things as well. Absolutely, Dr. Kinnear. And if you could wrap this up for us, any final thoughts on kids and sports? Yeah, I really would recommend as parents that we get out with our kids and, and participate in that sport with them, right? As, as parents, I think we uh, more often get pushed to the side as spectators of these, but the more that you're involved with your kids, you, I find that with my kids, they start talking about things that I never would have, have heard about at school, only in the, in the setting of being comfortable while we're playing sport. So the sport is really sort of opens the, opens the door to, to communication with our kids, uh, and that's something that they might not be so forthcoming with otherwise. Well, Dr. Kinnear, thank you so much for your time today and the great information. To learn more, you can visit emoryhealthcare.org slash sports. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash sports. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.